Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. What is this? What, what are we doing? What in God's name are we doing? What? Our lives. What, what kind of lives are these? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. It's the nightcap. Are we going to be sitting here when we're 60 like two idiots? We should be having dinner with our sons when we're 60. We're pathetic. You know that? Yeah, like I don't know that I'm pathetic. On WGR Sports Radio 550. So then you asked yourselves, isn't there something more to life? Yes. Yeah, well, let me clue you in on something. There isn't. All right, all right. Right off the top of the show. I've spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks, I don't want to say buying in on the Miami Dolphins and what they've got going on this season, but certainly respecting the threat that I thought the Dolphins were. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. Yesterday on the show, spent a lot of time talking about the rest of the AFC. I'm not sure if Miami even comes up. So, at the forefront of the show here, gotta say, if you're a Dolphins fan, what a disappointment that was on Sunday. And, you know what, I'll say from a Bills fan's perspective that it's kind of bittersweet for me. I was looking forward to a back and forth with the Dolphins, even this season. I still think there is the potential for one long term, but... I was looking up at week 17, like, are we getting that game on Sunday Night Football? Because I want to be in front of the country, the big game, the last game of the regular season, and I want to put them in their place in front of everybody and win the division that way. But I guess I just like to live on the edge when it comes to my team a little bit more than than most. I think, you know, it seems, according to this Twitter poll that I put up earlier today, that most fans are mostly are very happy with the result of the Bills now having a more comfortable lead over the Dolphins in the AFC East. And after they lose to Denver, I, I don't know how you could think that Week 17 game is going to be in play for anything. I think we see Matt Barkley in that game is the way it is trending. Today is Tuesday. I've been tiering the teams in the AFC and really across the whole NFL every Tuesday. Tier Tuesday. We've been calling it here, so I'm going to do that a little bit later in tonight's show. Miami will not be in the same tier that I had 
last week, they will absolutely take a step back. How do you lose to the Denver Broncos if you're the Dolphins? How do you do that? You're trying to to garner respect around the league. You're trying to make people think you're a legitimate contender to be a playoff team or even do a little more than that, challenge the Bills for the AFC East, and you lay an egg against Denver? You score 13 points? The Broncos are not good. The Broncos are pretty bad. The Bills are going to see them Week 15 on Saturday, by the way. And I was starting to think that game might not get put there not because of anything the Bills have done, just because who wants to watch Denver? Denver is just running the ball for three yards a carry every day. That's all they're doing. Drew Locke can't hit a pass more than 10, year, 10 yards down the field. Melvin Gordon isn't that good. They paid him. Jerry Judy's a stud, so they got one guy that's like worth watching, and that's it. Von Miller's not even there because of injury. You lost to Denver, even on the road. You lost to Denver. No way. Been a little back and forth for me on the on the Dolphins. It was tough for me to figure out what they are. But at the very least, I think you have to think you have to say they're a talented team that is inconsistent. And an inconsistent team, I think, with less talent than what the Bills are working with, is not going to challenge the Bills for the AFC East title. I think we are on a path to where the Bills will have a comfortable a comfortable win for the division for the first time in 25 years. They'll win it for the first time in 25 years, and they'll do it comfortably. The Bills currently sitting at 7-3, and three, Miami sitting at 6-4. and four. Yeah, it's a one only a one-game difference, and yeah, even though they lost to Denver, still two gimme games coming up for the Dolphins at the Jets, who are playing a little more competitive lately, but you would still think of that as a gimme game. And then the Bengals game which I was thinking of as, yeah, the Dolphins are the better team, but Joe Burrow is electric, and he could win that game. He could put his team on his shoulders and win that game on his own. But Burrow's done for the season now. Ryan Finley, fourth-round pick from last year for Cincinnati, has played a couple of games now, both last year and this year, and he has looked awful in all of them. So that game, to me, is going to go Miami's way. And even though... They lost to Denver. I still would pick them to come away at 8-4 and four after these next two games. I don't think that's going to be enough, though, to get it done. Because then, look at their last four games. Three very challenging matchups. The Chiefs, they should lose that game. The Patriots, they just lost to Denver. I'm not giving them anything. So, even that game, I'm not giving to Miami. The Raiders, at the Raiders, actually among AFC challenges against AFC matchups at Las Vegas looks tough right now. The Raiders might be legit, so I'm definitely picking them to lose that game. And then at the Bills, if that game means anything, I'm picking the Bills. Miami actually might have the benefit of the Bills not playing for anything in Week 17, and if they need that game for a playoff spot, hey, they might just get lucky and play Matt Barkley that whole game. So, what is that? 8-4 and four if they win these two gimme games. And then, if I give them the New England game, which again, I'm not, if you lose to Denver, I'm not going to hand it to you. But, you go 1-3 and three the rest of the way, you're talking about a 9-7 and seven football team. How are the Bills getting to 9-7? and seven? And even if they do, they're going to have the tiebreaker. 
They're ahead on the tiebreakers right now. And, I mean, an implode of insane proportions would have to happen for the Bills to fall to 8-8. Eight and eight. That's no chance. This team's too good. I think this Bills team is too good, and that is why I just don't see the path for the Dolphins anymore. You need They needed to win those three games for me to take them seriously. You had three easy matchups. You needed to win all three. And that's already gone. So I am discounting the Dolphins as any type of threat now to win the AFC East. Now maybe they come up again because they do have that Week 17 matchup. And maybe we'll have to wonder. Because right now, here's how the AFC stands. You've got the Bills, Colts, Titans, and Browns all at 7-3. and three. You've got the Raiders, Ravens, Dolphins all at 6-4. and four. You have got seven teams battling for a couple of spots. And let, let me actually egg, take the Bills out of this equation right now. Because as I just went through, I think they're winning the division. So, Bills win the division. Alright, what's next? AFC South, either the Colts or Titans win it, doesn't matter. One of those teams to me, is getting a wildcard spot. So now, you're left with... The Titans have looked really good, I think. And in spurts. They've been... They had a couple of games stretch where they looked pretty bad, but we saw them destroy the Bills. We just watched them beat Baltimore. And Tannehill has not taken a step back from last season. And without that happening, I think they're making it. So there's Tennessee. And then I've got... Cleveland, Las Vegas, Baltimore, and Miami. Four teams fighting for two spots. That's the way I see the AFC right now. Browns, Raiders, Ravens, Dolphins, all fighting for two spots. And I loop the Browns in with those other three teams, even though they're one game ahead. Because I'm still, I'm less sure maybe that the Browns are good than I am the Dolphins. Who have the Cleveland Browns beat? I know they're 7-3, and three, and they've done a very good job of beating bad teams. They almost remind me a little bit of the Bills from last season. Where it was, you know, they're not scoring a ton of points. They're playing really good defense. They're playing just well enough on offense, and they're winning the games they should win. That could be enough to get them in, but you lost 38-6 to to Baltimore. You lost 38-7 to to the Steelers. You only scored six points against the Raiders and a loss to them. And then your other wins are the Eagles, who look awful, the Texans, who are not good, the Bengals, who are not good, Washington's not good, the Bengals again, they're not good. You have one good win in the whole season, beating the Colts at home 32-23 to in October. One good win all season. That's where the Browns are. They have a couple of games coming up where they have some tougher matchups. Titans, Ravens, Steelers are on their schedule. So the math checks out for Cleveland. But, again, because I'm not sure of them as a team, I'm looping them in in this race for those final two spots. The Ravens is where I want to stop for a second here, though, and kind of analyze them before we get back to Miami and what the odds are that they could face the Bills again down the road. Baltimore... I just can't get a grasp on. I think the roster is incredible, and we saw Lamar Jackson played an MVP level last season. Yes, by setting records as a rushing quarterback, but he was a good passer. 
His rating out of the pocket was good. His touchdown-to-interception ratio was incredible. Whenever he was asked to stand back there and throw a little bit, he looked very good doing it. He never got asked to do it to the level that some of these other quarterbacks are asked to come back in games. But what he was asked to do, he did well. Over 200 yards a game passing. It's not great, but it's okay. 36 passing touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Did not turn the football over and threw an incredible amount of touchdowns. This year, the volume has not really gone up, and the efficiency has taken a step back. He's already matched last year's interception number with 6, and he will come nowhere near that passing touchdown number. Last year with 36, this year he's at 15 through 10 games. He will not come near that number. And more and more, we have evidence that the Ravens cannot win coming from behind. And that is an issue, especially when Kansas City leads your entire conference right now, and they will get their points. You have to be able to come from behind. Baltimore does not have that in their cards to me. So are they a team that will make the playoffs? I would pick them to do it right now, but I don't think they have to. I don't think they have to. To me, if I were picking today on who makes it, it would be tough. But I think I might have the Ravens just getting into the seventh seed over Cleveland and then having Miami and Las Vegas just missing. And this is, let's loop back to the Dolphins though, because this is where I wanted to get to with this. The Bills might have a meaningless game against the Dolphins in Week 17. They might have an important game with them the following week. Because it is not impossible. In fact, there's a there's a decent shot. Like, it's there. That's, the scenarios exist where the Bills play the Dolphins in the first round of the playoffs. And this is actually what, this is what comes with winning the division. Why it is important. You don't have to go to a challenging destination like the Bills did last year with Houston and Deshaun Watson. Having to go on the road to play that quarterback with a roster that was still somewhat good, that's tough. This year, instead, getting to play at home against an inferior opponent who just squeaks in, like a potential Dolphins team, that's where you want to be. I'm almost hoping for Miami as an opponent. Miami or Cleveland, that's where I would rank them. And this will lead me to my tears in the next segment. But how? ask yourself this. Right now, because we're, we are, to me, you, you don't have to be thinking this way. I'm turning the page. Th- this team should win this division. It'll be a colossal failure if they don't. This team should win the division. All right, what's next? Can I, is it too early? Can I start thinking about who you might play? In the first round? Because I don't think the Bills are getting the the first round by. You're three games behind the Steelers. You beat them. You're still only two. And you're two games behind the Chiefs. I think Kansas City or Pittsburgh getting the first seed. You're either going to be the three or the four. You could play any number of teams. You could play the second place team of that AFC South, which would be Colts or Titans. You could play the Browns. You could play the Raiders. You could play the Ravens. You could play the, play the Dolphins. How? Ask yourself how you would rank those opponents in order of who you'd want to play the most. And to me, there's an easy one, too. It's Dolphins and Browns. It's Dolphins and it's Browns. The Dolphins' inconsistency 
They can't figure out what they want to do with quarterback. Brian Flores, their head coach, can't figure out if he wants to be in win-now mode or if he wants to really develop to a Tengavailoa and see what he's got. How do you bench him in the second half against Denver? How do you bench him? Yeah, you're 6-3, and three, and the division is within, sh- within shouting distance. But... Think about what you're trying to build there if you're the Dolphins and you're Brian Flores. This is year two. You had almost nothing in terms of a roster last season. You still managed to win five games. You're getting credit for building this culture. You're getting credit for what you're doing schematically on the defensive side of the football. You're getting credit for the talent you've brought in, both defensively and at quarterback with Tua. And that is really the big fish, isn't it? You drafted your hopeful franchise quarterback. Now you just need everything to mend together. And for the most part, it has. But none of it works unless Tua is great. It doesn't. If he's not great, you should be picking a quarterback with Houston's pick that you have. That's what you need to find out. You need to find out if he's good or not. And to me, that means you can't be in win-now mode. What are you going to do anyway if you're the Dolphins? You really think the Dolphins, does anybody really think the Dolphins are going to go on this big run in the AFC and they're going to beat the Bills on the road or the Colts on the road and then they're going to go beat the Chiefs or the Steelers and then they're going to go beat the other team between the Chiefs and the Steelers? Does anybody really think that that's possible for them? That they have that ability? Even me, who was pretty darn high on them in the past couple of weeks, never would have picked them to win one playoff game, let alone a couple. Which means you got to think about the big picture. How do they bench Tagovailoa? How do you do that? He was just selected as the fifth overall pick. You brought him in here to be the answer long term. You started him. You committed to him going into games before Ryan Fitzpatrick had done anything to lose that job. They had a winning record and they had Ryan Fitzpatrick playing pretty well. They decided to go with Tua anyway. And then he has three, I don't even want to say bad quarters. I watched a piece from Dan Orlovsky from ESPN who breaks down court, breaks down quarterback uh, performances for ESPN. And Orlovsky's going through it. And it's like Tua's got pressure in his face every play. The line wasn't blocking for him. Receivers are out there messing up on their routes or, and are dropping footballs. The defense isn't you know get, setting them up in good position, field position-wise. Like everything was working against him on Sunday. And it doesn't even matter whether he was playing bad or not, because to me that doesn't matter to this point. Let's say he even was playing terrible. In three quarters, you don't take him out. And they did. So that's got me thinking a little less of Brian Flores today. A weird, weird decision that he pulled on Sunday against the Broncos. So to me, they are up there with Cleveland. Cleveland, again, I went through it. I don't think they've beaten anybody good, so except for the one matchup against the Colts. They've won good win. And Cleveland is one of those teams where they're like Baltimore light to me. If the Bills were to play Cleveland in the first round and the Bills got ahead, over. Over. They've shown no, no ability to just send Mayfield back into shotgun throw the ball 40 times a game, and win that way. 
That's really what I'm looking for when I'm looking around the AFC right now. Which teams most possess that situation, that game script, the ability to win in that game script? Because right now, the Bills have it. And those two teams right there, Miami to some extent, and then Cleveland to me for sure, they just don't have that ability. So if I'm the Bills, AFC East looks more and more likely. I'm starting to think about who you play. And if I get my pick, Cleveland or Miami would be my top two choices. Let me know what you think. Who is it too early? Let me know. You can tell me if it's too early also. But, hey, it's week 11, week 12. The Bills, the math checks out. They're pretty darn likely to win the division. And I'm ready to start thinking about who they might play. At least a little bit. I'm going to tier the teams in the NFL coming up next, though, because this league right now is as hard to figure out as I've ever seen it in terms of who is actually good and who's not. So we'll do that when we come back. Before, though, we'll take your calls at 803-0550. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. Thanks for listening. This is WGR. Late buy, later than I'm used to. My latest buy since I've been in the league. So it was a long push to get us to last week. And then we put in quite a bit of work in the early portion of the week. And then we got away. As much as you can get away with having to test every day is, you know, I think something you guys are doing as well. So, yeah, just good to push back a little bit, take a deep breath, refresh, reset, and yet have a good feel for our plan going forward as well. Bills head coach Sean McDermott speaking with the media yesterday. You can find that as well as some player sound from today. Shermaine Edmonds, Deion Dawkins, Jordan Poyer, Cole Beasley, Devin Singletary, a bunch of them. On demand at WGR550.com and the radio.com app. Going to get to some tiers in just a second. I want to tier the NFL as I do here on Tuesdays. Uh, before that, though, if you got a thought on how you would rank the Bills' potential playoff opponents right now, let me know what you think at 803-0550. Let's go to Jonathan and Alden. Jonathan, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, Joe. Um, I, I want to say, um, no, it's not too early to, think of this, to be thinking about first-round opponents, except for the coronavirus that might um, expand the playoffs to eight or, or delay the postseason. But anyhow, um, yes, Cleveland is probably the team I want most. Not only because I want to see Cleveland end their drought, but I think I, Cleveland has a pretty good roster, but I'm not impressed with Baker Mayfield. So Cleveland will probably be the first tier, then, my, then Miami, Baltimore. I, I'm not impressed with Baltimore this year, so I think we could beat Baltimore. I, I think the team that scares me the most for a first-round opponent would be Indianapolis. So... But I'll be okay with the Bills facing anyone, but I think the opponent I want most is Cleveland. Okay, that, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for the call. I think, well said, That's I agree. I think it's a lot of Baker Mayfield this season, and, I mean, his just, I don't say unwillingness, but their unwillingness to unleash him. And I think there's good reason for that. We've seen Baker Mayfield unleashed. Year one and year two, like they let him stand back there and throw it. They got him some good weapons. Jarvis Landry is there for him in his rookie season. They draft David Njoku, a tight end with the first with their first round pick a couple of years ago. They bring in Odell Beckham in a big trade. They sign Austin Hooper, tight end and free agency. So they've surrounded him with pieces. And the fact that he's sitting out there averaging 180 yards passing a game, and they're winning games ten to seven. The Bills should throttle teams like that. 
right? Josh Allen doesn't even have to be on his A game to beat that. And if he is on his A game, it's a blowout. So, I think I'm there too. I can't decide if I want to go Browns or Dolphins number one, though. Doesn't matter for the purposes of my next uh, point here, though, because I want to get into some NFL tiers. How I tier the league as it stands 11 weeks into the season. We enter week 12 this coming weekend, this coming Thursday, some Thanksgiving games. I'll start the way I always start. It's Kansas City, top dog. Nobody touches them. They right now, to me, there are two different kinds of teams. There are, well, three if you go to the bad teams, but the top two kinds of teams. There are teams that should win the Super Bowl, and there are teams that could win the Super Bowl. The only team to me that should win the Super Bowl is the Chiefs. Everybody else could win it. The Chiefs should win it. Should win it. 9-1, a great win on the road against the Raiders, the one team they had lost to this season. Mahomes is healthy, and he looks dynamic as ever. You forget, last year he was hampered by that ankle injury at the midpoint to the back half of the regular season. He didn't look 100% all there until really you got midway through the playoffs. So Mahomes back 100% healthy. I don't know how you can't put them number one, and I think they're on their own at number one. Tier 2. These, to me, are teams that could beat Kansas City. Super Bowl, AFC playoffs, whatever it be. I think Pittsburgh, you have to put here. They're 10-0. They've beaten up on some bad teams, but they've won all the tough games that they've needed to win. As mentioned, the Browns have one good win all season. Pittsburgh's probably got three or four. They beat Baltimore. They beat Tennessee. Like They've got some good wins on their schedule, um, including a huge a just unraveling of the Browns. Just smoked them. So... Pittsburgh's got to be here. Roethlisberger looks really good. And I think i got to go the Bills next. The Bills got to be next. The Bills, to me, outrank the Colts, Titans, and as I mentioned, Cleveland, just because Josh, the way Josh Allen is playing. Allen is playing better than Phillip Rivers, and he's playing better than Ryan Tannehill. He's playing better than Baker Mayfield. They've got to be next. It's all about the quarterback for me. Allen is an MVP nominee type, the way he's playing this year. And if that continues, they can beat anybody on any given day. Almost no matter what the rest of their team does. For my next team in Tier 2, I've really got to hop over to the NFC. And the funny thing about the NFC is, there are five or six teams that might all be the same. And I think I have to put... uh, How many of them do I have to put in here? I'm going to put a couple of them in here. I'm going to put the Saints in Tier 2 at an 8-2 and two record. One of their losses to Green Bay. That, that to me, is concerning. But I'm putting the Saints in here. I don't really know what to make of Taysom Hill. I thought he might be Tim Tebow 2.0, where there's a lot of hype because of leadership, and he's able to run the football, and he was good in college, and he just can't throw it. That's really what I thought they had in common. But, you know, he wasn't awful. He wasn't great throwing the football, but he was okay. He was okay. So, Drew Brees, obviously, even at this stage of his career, I think gives them the best chance to win over Hill. But the way that defense has kind of been built up over the past couple of years, the weapons they have on offense, i got to put the Saints here. After the Saints, and this will be the only other team I put here from the NFC, the Green Bay Packers. They did, they did just lose to the Colts. They did lose to the Vikings a couple of weeks back. They only beat the Jaguars by four. 
some concerning games as of late, but the combination of a pretty good defense and Aaron Rodgers back to playing like we know Aaron Rodgers has played in his career, I mean, that's that to me is the ultimate combination of what you need to win it all, is if you have a quarterback playing like Rodgers and your defense is capable of playing like they can play, Green Bay is tough to beat for this. I think they and the Saints are the top two teams in the conference. I think I like Green Bay the most. The record is 7-3. and three. It's one game worse than New Orleans, but I think I like them the most. Rodgers has already surpassed a lot of his numbers from last year. This year, 29 touchdowns, 4 interceptions in 10 games. Last year, 26 touchdowns, 4 interceptions in 16 games the whole season. 288 yards this year versus 250 yards last year. Yards per attempt, he's a full yard over what he was last season. In fact, Aaron Rodgers' yards per attempt this season, 8.2 yards per attempt, is the most in six years for him since he was 31 years old with the Packers in 2014. It's the best we've seen Rodgers play in a long time. I'm not going to be the guy to tell you, oh, Jordan Love being picked in the first round really put the fuel under his butt or the fire under his butt, whatever it is. But he's playing great. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. They have a good defense. Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. They have a good running game if they need it. I like Green Bay a lot. Weird games late, I like Green Bay a lot. They're, to me, on Tier 2. I don't have anybody else there, though. Tier 3, NFL teams. I'm going to put the Tennessee Titans first up here. The Titans lost to the Colts. I think they might be better than the Colts, though, because both teams are kind of built the same way. They both can run the football. They have good offensive lines. They play good defense. The Colts are better on that side of the football than the Titans are. Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the league. But I can't trust Phillip Rivers. I can't trust Phillip Rivers. Now, this is for the purposes of who I like more right now. It's the Titans. They're both to me on this tier, though. They are both on this tier. Good win by the Colts against the Packers, who I just had in Tier 2. At home, winning overtime, coming back in that game, a good game from Rivers, through an ankle injury, by the way, that he sustained somewhere in the course of that game as well. So both of those top two AFC South teams, to me, are in Tier 3 in the league. These are still teams that I think can win the Super Bowl, but I would be pretty surprised if if that happened. After Indy and Tennessee, I will put... Baltimore and Las Vegas here. They're different kinds of teams. Derek Carr has actually been very good this season. He's closer to, remember Derek Carr in year two or three for him? The year that the Raiders were one of the best teams in the conference. He gets hurt right before the playoffs. Like, he's back to playing like that. And they have a good enough roster, you know? If they can get anything out of these young receivers, Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards, I mean, that'll just be the cherry on top. But they have a pretty good roster, and their quarterback is playing well. They also beat Kansas City. I've got to put some respect on that. Got to put some respect on that. I'm putting Vegas in Tier 3. Baltimore, I am also doing it just for the purposes of how good their roster is. I have said it repeatedly. Something is wrong with the Ravens. Their offense has plateaued. Greg Roman does not seem to be changing a lot about their offense, even when people seem to have figured it out. I want to see Lamar Jackson stand back there and throw the football a lot, but they're not letting him do it. And if they don't let him do it, I'm not sure they'll ever be able to reach that top tier of the league. So I'm putting them on tier three. 
not a great record, six and four. They would miss the playoffs if the season ended today. I think they, I think they climb back in. I think they take Cleveland's spot, but I wouldn't pick them right now to win a playoff game. On the road against the Bills, I'm picking the Bills. On the road against the Titans or Colts, I think I'm taking the Titans or Colts. I am down on Baltimore, but I'm still putting them here on Tier 3. If I scroll over to the NFC, Tier 3, the Rams, this is the NFC West basically, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, and then also Tampa Bay. The, all the NFC West teams real quick, I think, I just can't decide who's the best one. They're all beating each other. The Rams look like the best team one week. Then the Cardinals look like the best team. Then the Seahawks look like the best team. I want to say that I would take Seattle over them all because Russell Wilson, best quarterback of the three. But the defense is so historically awful that it almost offsets it. And it's not like Jared Goff and Kyler Murray are slouches. So like that, they're, they're good enough to where the quarterback advantage doesn't matter as much when they just can't stop anybody at all, at all. Not even to an average level. So to me, just because I can't decide who the best team in the NFC West is, they go here. And then the Buccaneers are weird. I kind of want to buy into them sometimes. But then you watch last night, and I have kind of fallen into a trap of defending Tom Brady this season and last season. Last season because he took the Patriots to 10-6 and and threw for some good yardage, had good numbers, when he had nothing to work with on offense. Like, no good wide receivers. No, no one you've ever heard at tight end. Just not good. And then he goes to Tampa. And the numbers are there. Like, he's got, he's playing... At least if you looked at his stats. He's playing pretty well. But... Man, there are some throws where he looks... It, it's not even like... It's different. Peyton Manning's final year. There were throws where it's like, this guy can't throw anymore. Like, the arm strength just isn't there. He's lost it. And Brady has not lost that. All of his bad throws are over guys' heads. He's still gunning the ball downfield. It's just nowhere near the his receivers. So, I think Tampa has the ability to jump up here. And it wouldn't surprise me if they do next week. But they've got some bad losses. They get blown out. They lose at home to the Rams yesterday. You know, whenever they get put up against a real challenging opponent... I don't know what I'm supposed to expect. They could either blow them out or they get blown out. So, I don't know what to make of the Buccaneers. Brady looks Brady looks like he's got issues right now. So, until I see that corrected, they go here. Tier 3. Alright. And then, I'm only going to do teams that... I did this last week, the week before. I'll only do teams that really can make the playoffs. Browns. Dolphins. Bears, Vikings, to me, go here. And Lions, if you want it. All of those teams could still make the playoffs. I think Minnesota, Detroit would have to do... I mean, they would have to have a great stretch run here to do, be able to do it. So, almost throw them out here. Chicago has a realistic chance. They're one game back. The Browns are in a playoff spot. They're in the sixth spot in the AFC. And then Miami is, only, is tied for a playoff spot as well in the AFC. Those three teams, I think, are all due for some regression. Chicago has already regressed, honestly. They were 5-1. and one. They've lost four in a row. They had a, less than 200 yards on offense last week. They don't look like they move the football whatsoever. Matt Nagy's supposed to be this brilliant offensive mind. That's why he was hired, right? Can't move the football at all. So the Bears don't possess that offensive ability. Can't put them above a Cardinals or a Buccaneers or a Seahawks. Who, whose playoff spot are they taking? 
Are they taking the Rams spot? No. Cardinals? No. Buccaneers? No. Like, they're not leapfrogging any of those teams to me, even though they are 5-5. Five and five. And then I've talked a lot about the Browns and the, and the Dolphins. I just don't think they have that extra gear. I think all those other teams, every all these other teams do something elite. You know, the Ravens are an elite defensive team. The Bills right now are an elite passing team. Kansas City, same thing. Pittsburgh just seems to be elite at everything. Or at least really good at everything. The elite defense, really good offense. Tennessee, elite running game. Colts, elite defense. Like, everyone does something elite. Miami and Cleveland, like, what do they do? What do they do that they're the best at? I don't have it. So, the Dolphins, maybe if Tua just shoots out of a cannon, starts playing like Justin Herbert, then I'll leave the door open a smidge for that to happen, but it doesn't look like that's coming. So, Dolphins and Browns go in Tier 4. Teams that will not win the Super Bowl. Put my name on it. They are not winning the Super Bowl. I don't think that should be saying much, but that's what that tier is. All right. There's my tiers for the NFL Week 12. I will take a timeout here, come back. Maybe a little hockey here. Um, Something came across my my feed earlier that I want to mention. So we'll do that when we come back. Any last calls, 803-0550 is the phone number. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase. This is WGR. Last call on the Nightcap, Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Wanted to get to a hockey thing here before we run out of time tonight. I've been seeing a lot on Twitter of this R2 Rootsalainen, who you might remember as having some time with the Sabres last preseason and in training camp. Finish forward center that has been lighting it up over in the Finnish league during the NHL break here. Rootsalainen... In 17 games for Liga, has 16 goals and 9 assists. 16 goals in 17 games. That easily leads the league. Second place has 11. I mean, what if they have something in this kid? I hope that they do. He's 23 years old. Am I allowed to say kid if he's only two years younger than me? Um, You know, this is a guy that I think we're not really paying enough attention to. And there's acceptable reasons for why that is. I think the Sabres have twice now showed that they do not have, they will not give a young European player coming from overseas enough opportunity to show if he's actually good or not. I personally don't think Victor Antipin was a good defenseman. I don't. I don't, he was supposed to be a good passer. He wasn't good at it. (laughs) I mean,. Passes and skates all the time. So, his one great trait wasn't there. But, he was good at it in the KHL, and the Sabres never really gave him enough opportunity to know that fully. So, how are you going to find out? And then, Lawrence Pilot, who was provably great in the Swedish League, was provably great in the AHL, and then was very good when he was here in his limited action. The advanced numbers loved him. The Sabres always had the puck when he was on the ice. Never got caught in the defensive zone. Quick transitions out. Right on the tape every time. No, he didn't cross-check him in front of the net. Lawrence Pilot was a good defenseman. They didn't play him. And now he's gone. So, yeah, R2 Rutzelainen might be a great player. He might be the Sabres' answer for third-line center behind Jack Eichel and Eric Stahl. 
But, and maybe we'll see. Ralph Kruger was here for pilot last year. Kevin Adams was not. So maybe this will change. But until I see it, I don't trust the Sabres to give a young player like that enough opportunity for it to actually go well. So we'll see. Hopefully Rootsalainen gets a shot. And he might be their answer at third-line center. We'll see. 16 goals in 17 games, though, even in the finish league. Incredible. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. Feel free to reach out to me with uh, your top team you would want the Bills to face in the wild card round. Mine is the Dolphins. I've settled on the Dolphins over the Browns. Um, but let me know what you think uh, at SneakyJoeWGR on Twitter. Or I'll be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock getting you prepped for Thursday night football. The not That's Thursday. We'll start talking about the Thursday games, though. The Thanksgiving games tomorrow's Wednesday, obviously. Um, but we'll talk about the Thursday games. You've got two not great games, NFC East uh, beforehand. You've got the Lions and the Texans. Just bad games before. Hopefully this Ravens-Steelers matchup will happen on Thursday, though, because that is the one. That's the one everybody wants to watch. So we'll talk about those matchups a little bit tomorrow, and then we'll continue to preview Bills and Chargers. Uh, and we'll start doing that tomorrow as well. So come back tomorrow at 7. Thanks everybody for listening tonight. This has been the Nightcap with Jody Biasi on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.